Welcome, everyone. Thank you again for joining me for this day three of our uh, five-day series all about building an agile business. So let's talk sustainability. So let's think back when the world shut down and the pandemic was happening and nobody really knew. Everybody was kind of scrambling. Um, I was in the, I was actually coming home from the hospital that day after having surgery, but I know that many businesses were told to shut down immediately or shut down. They had like three hours to communicate with their employees and then shut down and stay closed until each state, until their state told them that they could go ahead and reopen. So many businesses said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with our vendors? What are we going to do with um, our customers? What are we, how are we going to continue to do business when everything was getting shut down? And it really pushed us into doing one of two things, either staying where we were and either falling apart, closing our doors, um, or, you know, dipping into our savings and, you know, not making the greatest choices or looking at things and saying, where have we hindered our own growth as a business, as a, uh, a town, as a society, as an economy, where have we hindered our own growth? Because we didn't take the actions that we need to take. So I know a lot of my clients took that time and said, started to re-examine things as we talked about in day two to say, where have we been going wrong? In times of challenge, in times of breakdown, in times of crisis, we can either go into crisis management mode or we can, in, term, in times of crisis, in times of massive challenge, as what we went through during the pandemic, we can look at it and we can say, where have we hindered our own growth? And where can we develop ourselves, our business, our people, and the world around us into a much better place? So today we are talking about sustainability. The first one we talked about was stability, which is assessing where, just basically doing a, an old school SWOT analysis. Where are our strengths? Where are our weaknesses? Where are our opportunities? Where are we falling short? Where have we invested money that we shouldn't invest or we shouldn't have invested? Where, you know, where are we investing money where we're not profitable? So that was all about stability. Now we're talking about sustainability. And as I said, when the pandemic happened, people were rushing around and, you know, like, oh my gosh, we've never been through this. What are we going to do? How are we going to survive? What are we going to do next? And again, in times of challenge and crisis, we have two choices. We have two, well, we actually have three choices. We can, act, we can quit and give up and close down. We can look at things and function in crisis mode and just think, oh, we just need to survive. Or number three is we can look at it and say, and challenge ourselves to say, where have we hindered our own growth? And throughout history, during periods of great challenge and great crisis, 
um, the Great Depression, the Spanish flu, the Black Plague, like in history, anytime we've had um, situations like that, anytime we've had a period in history where we've experienced crisis, um, we've experienced great challenges and um, you know situations that have created a, a spiraling downturn, that is when we've also come up with our greatest innovations that have enabled us to be a sustainable society um, as it relates to keeping things moving forward. Now, when we think about sustainability, we think about, you know, a lot of people think about the planet, okay? And there is an element of that as we're going to talk about. But people talk about, you know, when, when you think of sustainability, um, the three pillars tend to be profits, people, um, and the planet, okay? Or like you can look at it as people, the economy, and the environment, all right? And in businesses, as we're going to, as we're going to take a look at in businesses, you will have those same pillars. You will have those same pillars of people and profit and planet. They just show up a little differently. Okay. And when we build or when we look at our business and we talk about sustainability, okay, once we have that strong foundation, all right, we have that stability in place. The next step is how can we build a sustainable business that can grow and do things in the here and now, but then also create a better future, okay? Same as when we think about sustainability as it relates to the planet and the environment, sustainability is all about doing things now so that we can preserve things, the planet, our society, our economy for future generations to come. That's why we have, you know, all of the initiatives for recycling and initiatives for stopping global warming and, you know, all of those things. Why we've put certain things into place to change aerosol cans and all of that stuff is to do something now so that we can preserve things for future generations. Preserve people, preserve society, preserve the planet, preserve our economy for future generations. So if we take those same principles and we apply them in our business, and as I said, the pandemic forced people, if they were willing to see it, if they were willing to change your perspective, forced people to take a look at these things and look at how they could do things differently today to be able to keep the business going, keep making a difference and keep improving the world and leaving it better than how we found it. So when we look at this, we want to talk about three things that come into play as, as I said, as it relates to what we think about when we think about traditional sustainability. So the first one is our culture as it relates to people. So when we're talking about building a sustainable business, if we have a culture where we don't look out for our employees, if we have a culture that is not focused on growth and development of our people, what is going to happen to our culture in our business? What will happen? 
the culture will suffer. The culture will become toxic. The culture will, you'll have a, a culture of disengaged employees, employees who are miserable, okay? Employees who say to themselves, you know what? I want something better for my life and this isn't it. So that's not what we want to do. So when we are thinking about sustainability as it relates to our culture, what we're thinking about is how can we take the core valuable core values and principles of our business and if you don't have them defined, I highly recommend that you do. How can we take those and insert those into our business? How can we build a culture, okay? And a culture in a business is a set of experiences, the way that you do things, the rhythm in a business, the opinions, the values, the goal setting, all of that, that is what defines a culture. And I have seen more businesses that have a culture based on punching a clock than I've seen businesses that have a culture based on developing their employees engaging everybody in the in the development of the vision and the moving of the vision forward and a culture that is as i call transformational a culture that is built on diversity which we talked about in day 1 as well diversity in experiences diversity in backgrounds diversity in ideas because diversity is what ends up creating innovation and diversity <laughs> as impacts are happening and, and affecting our business, whether they're good or bad, okay, that is what will help us to create more innovation in our business. Without diversity, you can't have innovation or it's very, very hard to get there because innovation comes from differing opinions. It comes from differing ideas. It comes from having experiences outside of the industry that you're in and bringing that creativity into a business. And when we're able to do that, we start to create that transformational culture, a culture of engaged employees, a culture that is built on creativity and developing people, not just having people punch a clock. It is based on people having a high regard and respect and taking ownership of their role in the business and their role in the greater vision of the business. So that is the first thing that we want to focus on. And during the pandemic, I know I worked with all of my clients on redeveloping their culture or taking a look at it and saying, how can we make this better? For today, because there were a lot of things that we, that people needed to do differently as it related to the pandemic. I mean, you had the um, amendment to the FMLA that people had to adhere to. There were different regulations for COVID if someone was sick or exposed or whatever. So there were different things that we had to do to not only change our culture and make it better for today but to also ensure that that culture stays in place and is strong so that it is there for future generations to come. And here's the thing that people don't realize is when you do that inside a business, when you have a healthy, wealthy, impactful culture, a transformational culture inside your business, when you do that in there, it spreads out into the world. 
because people, your employees take it home to their family and then their family maybe spreads it out to their friends or they spread it out to their friends or they just, when they're walking into another business, they treat people even better no matter what's happening. So what we do today in our business will end up impacting future generations. Hey there. I know there is so much going on in the world and it's so easy to get caught up thinking you just need to get through this time and you just need to survive. There's rising costs and inflation, delays in getting products, struggles hiring and retaining good people, trying to get that edge that allows sales to rise and customer loyalty to increase, figuring out how to stand out online in a sea of competition when you haven't even gotten your website completely done. But I'm here to tell you there's a better way to approach these things. There's a better way to approach this time that we're going through, a way that will lead to higher profits, more money in your pocket, and more time to do the things you love to do. And that's where I come in. I come in to help you fix what's broken, plug the holes so you can insulate your business from any impacts that might come your way. Over the past decade, I've helped many product-based business owners to turn their business around and increase their income and their profits 20%, 30%, and even up to 80%. Yes, I said that correctly and you heard that correctly. So what did they do? They stopped spending money on random marketing and software that doesn't work. They hired a high-impact, high-growth team to help them move the business forward so they didn't have to do everything themselves. They implemented processes to streamline work so they could do more with less, and they increased profitability by really and truly understanding their numbers. And most importantly, they started thinking like a CEO and not just a small business owner. And you can do this too. You really can. And I want to help you. You and me working one-to-one to get the results you've been working towards for years. Imagine going from six figures to seven figures to eight figures, even to nine figures. It's totally, totally possible. So apply to work with me in my exclusive Business Masters one-to-one program and let's do this. Spaces are limited. Unfortunately, there's only one May, but the results that you get are truly extraordinary. So you going to do it? Are you in? I look forward to seeing you on our next call. So number two is our purpose as it relates to how we spend our money, what we spend our money, and what it is that we stand for. So as this, you know, as the pandemic was happening and as, you know, we we have the aftermath of the pandemic and, you know, people are facing supply chain issues and people are facing, you know, disruptions in in producing things and, and elevated costs and, you know, asking themselves, how are we going to protect our profits with all of these things that are going on? And some of the things, when we go back and we reevaluate, what is our purpose? 
what difference are we trying to make in our community? What difference are we trying to make? We're going to talk about customers in the third thing, but what difference are we trying to make in our community? What difference are we trying to make in the world? And for example, if you are a restaurant and you've always bought from one purveyor and that purveyor is a big conglomerate and during the pandemic, you had trouble getting food, your costs went up, fuel went up, the quality of food went down. What do you do? Well, the answer to that is the clearer we are on our purpose and the difference that we're trying to make in the world and the difference, how we're, how we're communicating and connecting with all of our partners, all of our stakeholders. That enables us to say, how can we diversify? How can we look at our supply chain and buy local? How can we look to support other local businesses in our own business? How can we, you know, as I said, how can we not just buy from one person? You know, as the age old saying goes, put all of your eggs in one, into one basket. How can we not do that and diversify a little to help other businesses, to help to buy from local businesses that might be doing things to change the way that farming is being done, that might be doing buying from other businesses that are doing things to be eco friendly, to be, I mean, I have a client who is moving away from plastic shopping bags. And they're moving towards bags that are made from recycled products that are eco-friendly. So what can you do when you look at your purpose? Because your purpose isn't just about the, the stuff that you sell, the food that you cook, the service that you provide. It's about more than that. It's about the difference that you're going to make. And every single business makes a difference. And if you are a business owner and you think that you don't make a difference and all you care about is money, well... I highly recommend that you figure out what your purpose is. And I highly recommend that you figure out like what it is that what impact you're making in the world, because there's more to it than just making money. And that is how you build sustainability is understanding what that greater purpose is. So for my client with the, with the shopping bags, their greater purpose is supporting the community. Their greater purpose is having the business survive longer than where we are right now. Their greater purpose is natural, earth-related. And they know that because of their background, of why the business was started in the first place. So if we don't focus on that purpose and that difference that we want to make and that why behind what we do, so that when we're setting our plan as to what needs to happen next and we start executing things, if we don't understand that intention behind stuff, it's going to fall flat. So when we're looking at this, we can say, how can we connect with our community? How can we connect with our vendors differently? How can we diversify where we're buying from? How can we maybe change up some of the things that we're doing so that we are building sustainability into our business as it relates to our purpose, as it relates to the environment that we're in. So the third thing as we're focusing on our business and looking at building sustainability is the customer, okay? 
the experience. And you can relate this to society. Okay. So when we, oh, let me back up for a second. So as we're talking about our purpose and as we're talking about um, diversifying supply chains, when we think about the bigger picture of that and, and how, how are we going to, like, what is that difference that we're going to make? When we do that, especially as it relates to local businesses, that is the backbone of a thriving community. So when we can do that and we can support each other, we can make sure that the economy is sustainable no matter what impact happens. We can make sure that the economy continues to grow and thrive, even if costs go up or inflation goes up or what is happening, things that are totally out of our control. But if we can make sure that we are connecting with each other and supporting each other, we can make sure that the economy and our area, our community is thriving, not just for today, but for the future as well. So let's go back to the third thing, which is our customers, our experience that we're creating. Okay. Which again, this is, this is society. If we want to relate it to sustainable, typical sustainable pillars. So what kind of experience are we creating? How can we build a, an experience that is based on value and not just about products? And this is what I call in my business growth formula, we talk about building a relational experience, not a transactional experience, because people are relationships. They are not transactions. Long ago, when I worked in the laboratory equipment industry, we used to talk about the lifetime value of a customer because it's not just a one and done thing. We want people to come back. And why do we want people to come back? Because we made them feel good, because we are different, because we provide value. And right now, more than ever, local businesses, small businesses, this is a pivotal time for you. Because if you can get this part right as it relates to sustainability, if you can get this part right with focusing on the value that you provide, the experience that you create as it relates to your brand, because remember, a brand is a set of stories, experiences, um, emotions that really determine whether or not somebody buys from you or somebody else. Okay. So with local businesses and small businesses, this is a pivotal time for you to really focus on this, to develop it, and to get it right. Because even though people's spending habits are different right now, okay, and they change, they change constantly. People's ha buying habits are different, spending habits are different. Why? Because there's not the same disposable income that there was when we had the stimulus payments, and when things were shut down and people were, you know, at home shopping online, that disposable income has shrunk. The money is still there. It's just that people are spending money differently. Their buying habits are different. So as I said, and right now, people are spending money on what is of value. People are still buying gas, right? Even though gas prices have gone up, although I heard that they're starting to come down again. But people are spending money on something that is of value, something that is of value, something that is different. So when they walk into a restaurant, the restaurant needs to have like 
that experience needs to come full circle. It needs to enhance the five senses. It needs to give that wow factor from the experience from when they walk through the door to when they're, they pay their check and they're leaving. That experience needs to give them something of value. And again, local businesses and small businesses have a chance to really focus on this and really make a difference. Why? Because they're small and because they have the ability to be flexible and be agile if they choose to. And when you have that experience, you have that unique experience. You have that difference that you're making in your business. People will come back to you time and time again, because they feel that it is of value. And then what do you do? You develop a relationship. You make people feel good. And if you make people feel good when they leave your business, they carry that with them. They have a better day. They, you know, if they go into another business, they have a better attitude. So we pay that forward into the world by creating that relational experience in our business. So when we put these three things together, that is how we build sustainability to build our business, not just for the present time, but to build our business so that it makes future generations, it it continues things for future generations. It continues to improve our economy, improve our society, improve our planet, and improve our world, not just for today, but for the future. So when we focus on stability, we focus on stability first, we get that foundation, and then we focus on sustainability. So how can we start building on that foundation? How can we really improve our culture, our purpose, and our experience that we create? so that we can touch the lives of many and we can also do our part in making this world better than we found it. And during the past three years has been a time for us as business owners, as a society, um, as people in our everyday life to look and say, where have we hindered our own growth and where do we need to focus to make things better? And as a local business and a small business, as I said, that is your superpower, being small. And I don't mean small in revenue. I just mean that you are a small, you're a small business. And you have that superpower because you have the ability to pivot and be flexible very quickly, a lot faster than a lot of bigger businesses. So building sustainability into your business is going to help you to build your plan, not just for today, but for the future. It will help to identify where you need to make improvements, where you need to learn new skills, but also how you can really focus on developing your people, your products, and how you deliver them. So I hope that this episode helped you. Tomorrow, we're going to be covering, tomorrow's day four, we're going to be covering the last pillar of building an agile business, which is all about scalability. So how can we take all of these things once we have them in place 
and start to scale. And if you are watching these, if you watched all three and you're like, Teresa, I really want to focus on this in my business. I really want to build an agile business. I have been so frustrated. We lost revenue. I've been confused with all the loans and everything that they have out there. Um, I really want to take my business to the next level. I have not done it yet, and I really want to do it. I really want to build an agile business. So if that is you and you are interested, I would love to have a virtual cup of coffee with you. And I actually do have my coffee. And let's chat. Let's chat about what's going on, what is working, what is not working, so that we can start to build a plan for you so that you can start to become more agile and start to grow your business. So I am going to put the link below so that you can go ahead and book a call. It's just TeresaCantley.com slash virtual coffee. And let's have virtual coffee and let's chat about it. Let's figure out what you can do to start hiring better people, to start redefining what it is that you do, to start offering more value in your business, and really how you want to, as a business owner, show up every day. So if that is you, make sure to click on the link below and let's chat. But until then, I hope to see you back here tomorrow for, like I said, Day number four, which is all about scalability. So how can you take all of this and how can you not just grow your business, but scale it? There's a difference. And we're going to talk about what that difference is tomorrow. But until then, have a wonderful rest of your day. And let's take care of each other a little bit more and a little bit better than we already do. All right. Bye for now. Hey there, it's Teresa, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine, and when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited, and I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review, either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast. I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get you know five stars, it it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners' lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review. And also tell me what you love, tell me what you what you wanna hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me, but until next week, take care and I will see you soon.